0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Some People Call That Jesus. We are here in part three, our third and final part of our series, Origins of Faith, where we continue the study about faith, where we've looked at many different facets of it in the previous two episodes, and are rounding it off here with a final question of who can have faith, or who is faith for? So to start this in the first point, you have to go back to the book of Romans that we've touched in a few different times throughout this series, and it's in Romans chapter 10, starting in verse 13. So who can have faith? And be looking at something that I describe or kind of give the label of called initial faith. The very first faith ever created in someone because we've learned about what faith is and a little bit about how it is created. So initial faith, I say that this is what is needed to accept Jesus. Because obviously to accept the life of Jesus as your savior, the one who rescues you, and is the Lord and the ruler of your life to start this new life as the Bible and Good News promises, you need to believe first. Obviously, it's common sense that you have to believe before you accept this. So this is what I call initial faith. And here's a few verses in Romans 10, verse 13, just kind of explaining this process a little bit for us in a very simple, straightforward way. Verse 13, it says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Like we're saying, who are you going to call upon if you don't believe in him first? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? So it's showing a little bit of a process here. This is something that every believer and follower of Christ is sent to, is to share the truth of God's word. And kind of reversing the verses and seeing the process, it says something like this, how God sends us out to preach the good news. Those who hear this preaching of the good news have faith created in them. They believe. And with that belief, that initial faith I'm calling it, they can call in the name of the Lord, they can call out and accept Jesus and be saved. So a very simple, straightforward process. But what's encouraging to me is that this is for Christians and non-Christians alike, whether you wanna say non-Christians, sinners, the Bible will say, or really those that are living in sin, living apart from God, not believing in him, haven't been exposed to his truth, have never heard it before. Everyone needs faith because to accept Jesus, you need this initial faith first. And I like to say faith, like salvation is for everyone. It says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And those who have done that, who have the truth, we are called each and every one of us to share this truth so that other people can hear it and have that initial first spark of faith brought into them so that with that faith, they can believe in Jesus. I kind of see, you know, that the doubt, the darkness, the ignorance, whatever it is, I picture that the light of the truth, once people hear it and it creates that faith in them, that it kind of, it just creates just enough space in their heart and in their mind so that they can see what the truth is even for a moment, the very least that they can see their need for a savior. They can see the sin that they're in, the situation of their life and know that they need to be rescued, but have this faith that comes from hearing Jesus to know that he's the one to do that. And so with that initial faith, it's just enough to accept him and then to start this new life because the Bible tells us that until you have the spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit living in you, you really can't understand and dive into these deep spiritual truths. You don't have the ability to process this information, to understand this knowledge. And so that that's what sparked this whole thing for me in this section. I was like, how can you accept Jesus when you need the truth to do so, but to understand deeper truth or spiritual truths, you need him. It's kind of seemed like a catch-22. But this faith creates just enough room in you. This word creates faith, this initial faith that creates just enough space that people can know Jesus, recognize their need for him, and that he made a way for them out of their situation, out of their sin, and accept him and start this new life. Then, by having the Holy Spirit in them through accepting Jesus, they can dive into these much deeper things. So again, here's this process. We're sent out to speak the truth so that people can hear and understand. Continuing on this, go to the first chapter of Romans, Romans chapter 1 and verse 5. And this explains a little bit the role of faith and the need for faith. So again, we're still here in the book of Romans. And you go to Romans chapter 1 verse 5 and it says this, through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. So we have obedience of faith for all nations. This faith is created by hearing the truth and we're called to obey this. We're taking this message to the whole world so that they can obey the truth in faith following this process. So who can have faith? Anyone can have faith. It's not just for the Christian to have faith. Someone who hears the truth can have faith, even just initially created in them. And that initial faith is used to accept Jesus so that you can dive into the whole life of truth and and, uh, deeper levels of faith that come from knowledge of him. So building on that thought of God teaching everyone, willing to share the truth with everyone and create that faith in them, comes a very favorite verse of mine, and I believe that I've used it in previous podcast episodes before, but it's in the book of Psalm, middle of the Bible, Psalm 25, verse eight, and it says this, good and upright is the Lord, therefore he teaches sinners in the way. And that's even encouraging to me when I, when I feel deflated or I don't feel worthy to learn something new or receive something new from God. But he puts in here that according to his own character, his own nature, he's good and upright. Therefore, as a response or result of that, he will teach sinners the way. He will create that initial faith in you to accept Jesus. You don't have to come to God with anything, even that faith or belief. And why that's important to me, and I'll kind of expand upon this a little bit more later in the episode as well, is something with faith, as I always thought, is something I had to conjure up on my own. Or at the very least god you made this way you provided jesus you sent him to save us i need to at least believe or conjure up faith and come to you first but no he's even there for that part of the process which is amazing so again mark down psalm 25 verse 8 because it's very encouraging and very helpful that god he's good and upright therefore he teaches sinners in the way continuing on this the next point is that true faith is filled with wisdom and knowledge and understanding You'll go one book of the Bible over to the book of Proverbs, and it's in chapter 2, verse 6. Proverbs 2, verse 6. And it says this, that for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So one thing here when we're talking about the word of God creates faith in you, the words that come from God, it says here from his mouth, knowledge and understanding and wisdom. So true faith is filled. It's never empty. It's never Lacking in a way, and what I mean is that sometimes, and in many ways, even recently, I've seen videos and preaching and teaching with the best of intentions, absolutely, and this is a way I used to believe as well, but it's all promoting in a way a faith that is empty or void, and just to use a clip, I honestly, I don't remember what church it was from, who the speaker was, It's just something I heard and came across. I didn't even save the video, but I had this point in there, and the person said, "Faith, he's talking about in hard times when you don't have answers, you don't know how a situation will end." to have faith or just trust or just believe, which I totally get that. But he said there that faith, you need to have this faith without substance and a faith without evidence and a faith without miracles. And if you listen to the last episode, we learned how the acts of God, these miracles back up his word, that these miracles help create faith in us as well, and they partner with the speaking of the truth. They're not not separate from or limited to. They partner with the speaking of the truth to create faith in us and also in an initial verse of what is faith back in episode 1 we talked about Hebrews 11:1 faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen so just when i heard that faith is without substance or faith is without evidence in my mind it was almost like saying substance without substance you need a evidence without evidence it just doesn't make any sense And again, this is a way I used to believe because of my own lack of knowledge, my own lack of time studying God's Word and understanding it by His Spirit. But this is something I feel has been maybe perpetuated in the world, in the church, in the Christian faith, that you just believe. You have just this faith, like it just materializes, almost like it's something you're born with. And the trouble is it can develop this mentality that some people have it and I don't. Or again, I mentioned before, I used to look at Bible characters, and wow, they had this great faith. I wonder what my life would look like if I had this faith as well, not knowing that it was created, that God even provides the faith that we need to please him and to work with him and to live with him. And so there's no such thing as ignorant or empty faith, just in, according to my knowledge of the word of God. There's no ignorant or empty faith. There's no just believe. Instead, I see it say, Tate, just believe and say, just listen to the word. It is just faith that's required of us so much. There's many actions we need as well that God's calls us to. But again, everything needs to come through faith to please God and to keep us from sin. So don't think that you have this empty faith, you just believe or it's some intangible fluff kind of notion, go to the word. If you're lacking in any way, if you have doubt filling you in any way, it can be removed and replaced by faith by going to the word, seeing it as truth, studying it, reading it, hearing it, surrendering to it. Really, that's what you're doing. And that will create the faith in you. There's a verse in Psalm 1828, and it talks about, my God turns my darkness into light. And that can apply to so many things and in so many different ways. And one way I see it is from doubt to faith. You don't need to have this doubt and fear filling you all the time and say, well, just believe, in spite of that, just believe. I say, I'd rather have that doubt and that fear in me eradicated. Because the Bible talks about acting without doubt praying to God and asking him for things with no doubt at all. The Bible talks about his perfect love driving out all the fear in you. So I think maybe instead of trying to find some alternative or workaround solution to where I do things with fear and doubt, I just don't let it hold me back. I said, God, what if your truth, I explored it in this relationship with you just to drive out all fear and doubt. So I never acted with it. I never had to have that struggle or battle. It'll try to creep up, the world, Satan working in the world, and his agents and his fallen angels working with him, try to perpetuate information and deceptions and lies that will cause this doubt to be created in you. But instead, you stay focused on the word. That's why so much is about meditating on God's scriptures, on his laws. Literally, from Genesis to Revelation, it talks about staying in the word of God in order to believe, in order to have delight and contentment. We stay focused on God's word because that fills us with faith. You are not required to do anything with doubt Honestly, I really don't believe you're required to do anything with fear because he talks about driving out fear. He talks about driving out doubt if you'd only be stayed on his word. So understand that your faith needs to be filled or it needs to be created. Again, just for, just for emphasis sake, Proverbs 2.6, for, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Our faith and our hope Have to be filled with something and the bible even says our faith and our hope have to have a reason do you know why you believe do you know why you have faith we're learning here who can have faith it's for anyone who encounters the truth believes it and accepts it that's the only way we can come to jesus to begin with and god provides a way for that now here's something that's for the christian in terms of are you rooted and strong in this faith that you have since it's for you and it's for everybody now the verse we are going to turn to to look at this a little bit further it's 1 Peter 3.15. We're gonna look in this verse and break it down a bit to kind of build upon this point. It says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And just one one thing to know, I'm not talking about arguing or debating your faith here. It says, when you're living in your faith, people will be curious. They'll ask you a reason why you believe what you believe. That, that's something very common for, for all types of beliefs but as a christian it says your faith and your hope that you have do you have a reason do you have a defense are you sound in doctrine meaning you know the scripture you know the teachings and you can explain it i won't even say articulately because it's not about eloquence it's just are you confident in it paul says in the book of romans for i am persuaded or i am convinced when you're sharing truth with someone are you really convinced of what you're sharing with them are you really have faith and confidence of what you're sharing not that you shouldn't share without it, but you don't need to share without faith. You can have faith that comes from the Word. But do you really know it yourself? Because that challenged me. I've been raised in the truth. I've been raised in the church. My parents did an amazing job since I was born of sharing the truth of the Bible with me. But it also comes to a period where you have to learn it for yourself. You have to have that confidence and assurance yourself. I can't just live through my parents' faith. I couldn't just take my parents' word for it because they never wanted it that way. They wanted me to find it out for myself in the Bible, have that personal relationship with Jesus so that I can live off of my own faith he creates. I don't have to live off of my parents' faith because that's not what it's made for. Um, So that's why I made a point in here to you can't live off of someone else's faith. You need it for yourself to be confident because I picture it even this way. Say you recommend a restaurant to somebody that you'd been to before and they said, oh, you know, what did you eat there? Do you recommend it? If you're not confident in your faith, if you don't have a reason for your hope, it would be like, oh, you should go check out this restaurant. I had the pasta and it was, you know, it was, I probably wouldn't get it again. I don't really know why I liked it or if I didn't like it, it's just whatever. But maybe you can go, maybe you go check out the restaurant. Do you think that person would order the same dish that you just told them about? If you were so uncertain, you didn't even really know it was good. If they were a friend and trusted your opinion, they probably, if they went to that restaurant, they're probably not going to order the same thing you did. That's just an example I thought of because I'm very visual and had to put it in a practical sense. So if you're sharing your faith and you don't really know why God wants us to do something, why he calls us to something, if we really don't have the knowledge and the confidence, which is the faith behind what you're preaching and teaching, why you go to church, why you tell the stories that you do from the Bible, etc., then it's, if you're the Christian and you don't fully believe it, how is someone who's non-Christian going to accept it as truth from you? And that's really just a challenge and a standard to us. God has really challenged me and my heart with that, of all these different pieces. Go back through your faith. Go back through all these pieces of things that you believe from the word of God and make sure that you're rooted in them, that you're strong in them, that you're not living off of someone else's faith, but that you have your own reason, your own confidence that Jesus instilled in you from his truth. Because again, not only have I experienced, I've seen that in people that I knew personally earlier in my life, back in my times in school, where they maybe lived off of someone else's faith or they're just in the environment of the church and something happens to them, typically something bad may happen to them, um, something unfortunate, something traumatic, and they abandon faith, they abandon God and the Bible altogether. I have a few people that I I, I knew, that I worked with, that I was friends with, that ended up that way. They didn't really have a faith of their own or didn't understand for themselves. And then when they encountered trouble, they threw it all away because they might've been living off of someone else's I at least know i was and now i want to change to be rooted and persuaded and convinced in the word myself so know that faith is for everyone including you and you have just as much access as everyone else to this amazing truth that is filled with wisdom and knowledge and understanding and that even if you don't believe and you're not a christian if you encounter the truth that will create that initial faith that you need to accept jesus the only one who can save you so thank you for listening to this three-part series, Origins of Faith. I hope you learned something new. This is very enlightening to me, so I, I thank God that he's revealed these things and that he's explained them for us, and I hope it sparks deeper study for you as well. So as always, I appreciate you listening, and I look forward to studying again with you very soon.